Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we have Trevor Takamoto in the pod. Trevor is a dancer, choreographer, representing the Young Lions, Unity LA, and also a constructor here at the Kinjas Dojo. Um, this was uh, the first time I've actually sat down and had a long conversation with Trevor. I always enjoy these conversations. I know Trevor through the whole dance scene and, you know, we've done a bunch of projects together. But, you know, in a space like that, you don't really get to sit down and talk life. And so uh, being able to sit down with him here, uh, learning about his history to um, where he found dance, how he got into it, um, having the support of his parents at a very young age, and then essentially moving out to LA for college, as well as to dance and learning that dance kind of took took over. And um, what I love about this conversation was uh, one, just seeing his approach on pursuing the things that he's into and how he pursues them and I learned that Trevor is a very intentional person and even though he may not quite know where his dance journey or this career path where it will end up um, he just knows that when he loves it and that's why he's pursuing it so hard but that there is kind of an open-endedness to it that's um, kind of exciting as well as a little bit scary but ultimately that's life and um, I just yeah I think in talking to him and seeing how he breaks it all down I think is really interesting yeah I think for Trevor he's very much focused on believing in everything that he does with intention and even from the way that he approaches his own artistry to Uh, his creative process, how he uh, trains, to how he takes class, how he values being a student as well as a teacher. Um, All of it is very well thought out and very intentional, and I thought that was pretty dope. Um, We have a fun lightning round at the end. I asked some new questions, got some cool, funny, and interesting new answers. This was a really fun conversation. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. I think anybody who's kind of in the middle of pursuing a passion doesn't have to be dance but just kind of in the middle of that pursuit where the the end game may not be so clear i think this is a a good conversation with somebody who's kind of in that space figuring it out but is doing it well taking the right steps even having backup plans things that are very smart in pursuing something that essentially is not guaranteed and trevor is doing it he's doing really well um, I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it, so let's just jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. We got Jay Lai on the switches. We got Justin Kim joining the ranks. And today, hey. folks, I'm stoked to have Trevor Takamoto in the pod. What's up, Trev? What up, man? For anyone who may not know who he is, he is a dancer, choreographer, repping the Young Lions. And Unity LA, I did not know that. I looked it up. That's what's (laughs) up. And um, you are a constructor at the Kinjas Dojo. Dude, OG constructor. OG, OG. Since day one. That's what's up, man. I believe I am the only day one still left, like in my original slot. Day one? Dude, that's like three years. Yeah, because it used to be me and Chase, too. And then Chase just stopped his. Yeah, Yeah. So, um... 
Yeah, small fact. That's what's that's dude. That's a something to be proud about, man. <laughs> I'm proud that you that you're our day oneer, man. Dude, that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Um, well, so for who whoever may not know you or be familiar with your story, can you give us a brief uh, origin story? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. That whole good stuff. Cool. Um, born and raised in Sacramento, California. If you want to get technical, I guess. My house is in um, Elk Grove, California, which okay. is just a suburb, like yep. 15 minutes away from there. I think you probably know. Yeah, I know Elk Grove. Been over there. Yep, been there. <laughs> um, yeah, started dancing super young, honestly, as like, um, I guess just around the house, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Parents put me into a classic all like boys hip hop class. How old, how old are you at this time? I believe I was like eight, okay. eight, nine. Yeah. Um, and it was like a once a week class, okay. like just random stuff um at a some studio didn't really know i was there for like a couple years um just doing like the one-off like a one-week type thing and um that was cool i guess for a little bit and then eventually got more serious i switched to a new studio in the area and like then from there i started doing not just hip-hop all all the whole studio Mm -hmm. stuff from you know, like jazz and jazz okay. ballet. Mm-hmm. I like did a little bit of tap, but it like wasn't my wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the whole thing and did all those studio competitions and stuff like that, and was training with that. And then while I was doing that, I guess I was still in the hip hop community too in Sacramento. Sacramento is um, a very rich place of dance history. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like, and I'm very proud to be from there and yeah. to have experienced those days um i was actually definitely like way too young to be fully a part of it when mm-hmm. it was at like its peak and um i yeah if you don't know obviously like jabberwockies have roots from there and yeah. like all those guys so like growing up in that time i was like watching them before they were on abdc or watching you guys yeah. before you're on yeah, abdc yeah. just locally in sacramento and stuff like that so um yeah i was always around that type of culture and then once i got a little older like into like 13 14 i would start going outside of my studio because if you dance in a dance studio you pretty much that's you dance in that dance studio right right you take your weekly classes it's like that every for a long time and then eventually i would start going out one of my first hip-hop teachers was a part of boogie monsters Mm -hmm. she taught at the studio just as like a side job Mm -hmm. and um, boogie monsters is part of fam royale and all that stuff and then she kind of exposed me to that whole side and then out from there i would go take workshops at other studios around mm-hmm. sacramento and then eventually bay area and all that type of stuff and then that kind of started my world and or started my journey into like i guess more the community side all while still doing the studio stuff and like going to dance conventions and all that and then yeah yeah how old are you now i'm 23 23 so um yeah i moved to la when i was 18 okay um for college and just after I right after I graduated for college and dancing and then um yeah so you mentioned the studio scene like the competitive scene so was that like dance conventions and things like that fully dance convention kid did Uh all that forever Uh what what conventions Um, were you getting down in um basically I mean I would go to a lot of them um the main one I would go to is was a uh, one called Pulse on Tour, mm-hmm. and then um, I guess Monsters, but Monsters I would do like once, 
two maybe two cities a, a year mm-hmm. and um but pulse i was definitely going to like multiple it started off as just one and then multiple cities and then like you get through the program and all that and like mm-hmm. scholarships and all that type of stuff and then that's kind of that kind of started my journey into i guess la life like yeah. meeting like mentors and stuff like that and like making those connections early with like friends other students and then like the teachers that were on faculty from there and then um yeah is that is that where you uh linked up with ian was yeah the pulse tour that's where i met ian for the first time just as a student Mm -hmm. um and people like cassandra she Mm -hmm. was at pulse and um yeah brian friedman all those Mm -hmm. those guys so you moved out to la at 18 um so you're you finished high school and you you went to college out here right yeah i went to college but i didn't i didn't graduate okay where where did you go i went to ucla okay but i was on there for two years and then actually when we were on wad first Mm -hmm. season i had to take a break Mm -hmm. because we were you know we were on set like every day from you know so i i took that break for or took that quarter off right and then from there i kind of you know, tried to see, okay, I was like, okay, let's see how this goes yeah. and if I can keep pushing. And then, um, yeah, that's where we're at now. Yeah. How did your parents take the whole taking a break from college thing? Um, so my parents have always been super supportive in this dance thing, which I'm very uh, lucky to have. Mm-hmm. I know that story is not shared by many Asian dancers mm-hmm. uh, alike. But, um, like, I would honestly not be where I am without them um, because they're the ones driving me to, like, yeah. all these classes and conventions. Like, most of the conventions didn't come to Sacramento. They would come to Santa Clara uh-huh. or, like, San Francisco. So, like, we would drive two hours right. to that and, like, be all that. And even just random classes. Like, I would go be pulling up to, like, a Pat Cruz class on, mm-hmm. like, Monday night at, like, 9 p.m., mm-hmm. get home at, like, 1 a.m. And your parents are taking you. I mean, yeah, my dad wow. would take me. What do you think that was like? Tomorrow. Why do you think your parents were that that kind of supportive? Were they um, artists at all? They or, weren't artists. You know? It's they're very traditional. Like they're not artists at all. Okay. And um, and not to say that they're not like. I think they just learned about this whole world with me. Um, uh, my mom is very into music and uh-huh. like. Um, like one of my favorite things to do with my mom from a young age, we, she would always take me to concerts and yeah. stuff. So like that, and even eventually, you know, you start seeing the dancers and concerts and like concerts for dancers are like half watching the artists, half watching the backup dancers right. for me at least. Um, so I think they were just like very supportive of it. And then as, because I think we started at such a young age, like going to dance competitions and conventions and like seeing all this stuff, also seeing like people on TV, this mm-hmm. is like 2000, eight two thousand nine yeah. or even like so you think you dance abdc like right. seeing the rise of that and like knowing that there are careers in dance mm-hmm. starting starting mm-hmm. to happen like knowing that that was an option like i think they like saw it all like my mom texts me all the time like about if you guys post a new video like oh i really like that the last video with Lyle or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, she's yeah. very into the whole scene. That's so funny. Cause she knows it. Yeah. Like they, you know, they would come and that's why like Ian knows my parents obviously. And like they would come watch, watch class and like talk to Pat afterwards and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. like they're, so I think they just knew eventually like it was something that I was passionate about and right. they, they were down. Yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, there's probably also them 
seeing that you actually were talented in it. May, uh, yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> sucked, I don't think they'd be so supportive. They might be like, Hopefully. maybe you should yeah. focus on something else. Yeah, yeah, okay. Did you feel like you were kind of um, like a natural, did you have like a natural talent towards dance? Or like oh. when you started, like what was that growth process like in terms of um, being a studio kid to getting into mm-hmm. these like conventions? Were you kind yeah, of picking yeah, yeah. things up quick or what was that like? Um, I realized I didn't answer the last question about how how they felt about school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, but uh, they were they're okay about it. Uh-huh. It's more of like I need to prove to them still right. that this is viable, and like as long as I can keep doing that, I think they're okay. Yeah, just as like because school is still an option, I think I will eventually go back and finish. Cool. Maybe yeah. not to UCLA, but like you know yeah. somewhere and get my degree. That's something I want to do. For them and for, and for myself at UCLA, I was a business, business major, okay. yeah. Which is that was always my plan going to LA. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to get into school in LA and then have a business major mm-hmm. and kind of the same thing because I knew people who had done it right. already, right? Right, like, um, like Sora is a business major, mm-hmm. um, Karen, she's uh, she went to UCLA, mm-hmm. she was like. She also did Pulse. She was like yeah. the poster child for yeah. my parents <laughs> of like, uh-huh. this girl was working in the industry and touring and did UCLA yeah. and graduated and did all this stuff and yep. was Asian and is <laughs> <was> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, that was always the plan of business. Uh-huh. And that's something I'm still interested in, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't like, you know, in the beginning, you're taking GEs and stuff and for like, sure that's not interesting when I want to dance right. you know, or, or like when you first moved to LA, yeah. it was like, ah, oh, let me, I just want to dance and be around people and stuff like that. Totally. But, um, yeah, I will, I do plan on hopefully finishing sometimes for them and yeah. for myself. I think that that's smart of you to even, um, take a pause in something that, you know, when you start something like college and you're at a great school like UCLA, yeah, you feel like, well, I might as well just see it all the way through, um, even though I my interests and my passions may not be in this. But it's like, well, I'm here already. Might as well finish. And, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think for you to take a pause, um, that must have been a lot of like, you know, like introspective, you know, having to really ask yourself a lot of hard questions like what what am i really doing with this like where do i where do i expect to go and then i also have this other thing with your passion for dance and and being talented at it and getting these great opportunities and mm-hmm. um being in places and meeting people and things that are seemingly kind of there's a momentum here yeah and so for you to stop your momentum in one place and to shift it to something else that's essentially pretty risky you know what i mean for sure there's like a lot of still think about that too like there's a lot of uncertainty here yeah but then the other thing is i think which is really important to even recognize is that there's also a lot of uncertainty there just because you graduate from a college doesn't guarantee anything Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and i i love hearing the different um stories of how people either chose to go the school route or to not go the school route or to pause and go back or you know what i'm saying like the mentality i think is important because um you should never do anything because that's the like status quo way of doing things Mm -hmm. or it's like well that's what you're supposed to do right after you go to high school you go to college and then you finish and then as if things naturally just 
fall the, into you know, line. Yeah, and there's no rule of thumb for that. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's really cool that you decided to kind of take that step back and to know that you still have that option. Um, and yeah. also to know that it doesn't have to be UCLA because freaking expensive, dude. <laughs> that was another thing. Like, yeah. I knew, like, I wasn't putting 100% into UCLA and I yeah. wasn't putting 100% into dancing honestly right i was having to split uh-huh. you know sometimes it was 70 30 sometimes it was 50 50 something sure. you know back and forth but it's an expensive thing to not put 100 mm-hmm. percent of my effort and totally. time into so like that was definitely it was like okay i need to do be financially responsible for yeah. that like yeah. if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and vice versa yeah so um after like so you linked up with uh ian or you met him through pulse and all that you moved to la at 18 um was the intention of like uh well i mean i knew you were here for college but then um was there a kind of a a dual sort of like i'm gonna do college but i also want to pursue dance (laughs) for sure industry things like of that nature or was dance more of just kind of like just the whole taking classes maybe teach Mm. you know rock with people that you you know look yeah. up to and whatnot like um, well how, how did you look at dance and in college at that first like initial move out here to to la i think i looked at it as a let's like let's start getting to, getting to work okay. basically yeah my last year of high school i was um very lucky to experience like getting paid for a job mm. for a dance job for the first time feels nice right that school. first time yeah. you get paid for dance like dang i do this dang. for free <laughs> yeah and then going back to school and yeah. being like i had to miss a day a couple days mm-hmm. of school right and then it's like yeah like i was that was the first time i was on like a, a award show a television uh-huh. show that like people could physically see yeah right so like what was that that first job that was a um i danced for an artist named zendaya now and at the time she was just doing kind of disney channel stuff she had like an album out and we were doing um touring through that and then that is through pulse again like that was um her choreographer is one of her at the time was one of her um or her choreographer at the time was uh her best one of her best friends um older mom who like grew up together in oakland she's from the bay too Mm -hmm. and um they did pulse as well with me as just a student and then like just kind of hired their friends which is what people do you yeah. know yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah, want to yeah. work with people they want to work with uh and spend time with so we did a uh, the radio disney music awards okay. for her song replay which uh i guess ian also choreographed that song too for her mm-hmm. at the time so it was kind of a bunch of worlds melding together but um yeah that's that was on disney channel mm-hmm. and um phys- like people at school could literally see that for yeah. the first time yeah. that I was like that I did yeah, that yeah, after yeah. like years of like this guy dancing you know mm-hmm. like at, mm-hmm. at the time still like I think I caught the end of it where like dancing wasn't fully cool yet in, yeah. in school now it's definitely cool like yeah through Instagram and all that stuff right. but like middle school it didn't really start getting like cool and like I was like super proud of it until maybe like my junior senior year got it I think yeah um <laughs> Uh, how did Young Lions pop off, and how how was like how did you get involved with that? Yeah, so um, I think I met Ian for the first time in twenty twelve, I believe. Yeah, twenty twelve, and then we we're just I was literally just a student, mm-hmm. and um, 
first for the first like two years maybe just like taking this class like yeah. once or twice a year and and then 2013 happened like i said i would see him more at pulse different cities more, more cities and stuff like that and i would just um still just as a student that like if you're a teacher and you see the, the same student who's like you can tell when someone's like a fan of your stuff and yeah. invested and like really wants to learn totally. and i think i was that person amongst many other people yeah. who are now like our friends and other young lions too mm-hmm. um but we did it kind of just started snowballing from there and then like eventually he asked me to do a video and and then more and more stuff like that happened and mm-hmm. then 20 14 after I graduated I did like a couple things during the summer and I was like staying at his place and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then that kind of went off from there I taught my first workshop outside of California Mm -hmm. in Chicago for a Young Lions workshop that was like actually the first weekend of of college so I like Mm -hmm. moved I like moved in on like a Thursday and then yeah. everyone's like getting to know each other in the dorms and I was out in Chicago like, like go teaching teach. my workshop first yeah. workshop and then like I remember my roommate I didn't know him right I yeah. literally just moved in met the student and I was like all right peace <laughs> and then he was like <laughs> super confused yeah. of like wait what we just moved into <laughs> to yeah. college uh-huh. um so that was funny <laughs> definitely a funny experience um but yeah from there just kind of started as a student and then eventually became friends and a mentor, still a mentor, and um, just kind of blossomed into that. Yeah, and over then time. World of Dance season one rolls around. World of Dance, that's now twenty seventeen, right? Twenty seventeen. Yep. So this is like two years living in LA, a bunch of projects and um, jobs and stuff here and there, videos, whatever. So by that time, I guess the idea was just like let's just are we let's just do the show mm-hmm. i guess uh well they hit up as they did with all you guys they hit mm-hmm. up ian and um asked if he wanted to do i think honestly i think they asked him if he wanted to do like a solo thing because mm-hmm. um you know and he was like no that would not be yeah <laughs> i would lose right <laughs> like there's an amazing soloist uh-huh. on that on that show for uh-huh. sure um and then so he um hit us up and I think at the time we were that was at a time where like we would see each other like every day I think for sure just hanging out even if we weren't dancing and stuff we would just be around and like all doing that and hanging out this is and then um yeah we just did the show we just did the Mm -hmm. show it wasn't really like a planned like super planned out thing it was more of like a honestly in Jan like the show we filmed it in January right and um we, I think we started rehearsing, like, everyone's, like, out of town in mm-hmm. December, too, and, like, we got back into town, like, around New Year's, and then he told us about it, and then, like, <laughs> two weeks later, we were, like, doing this shit. <laughs> Dang, so it was a matter of a couple of weeks of finding out that it was even happening? And yeah. Like, All right, here we go. <laughs> I think he had mentioned to us, like, November, just, like, what it was, yeah. and I was like, wait, World of Dance, like, the what world of dance yeah, used to yeah, be like a community event, show like community yeah show. right right it's like oh no they're doing like a tv show for mm-hmm. it and um yeah like we had never even thought about doing anything like that before right, right. tv show competition necessarily because we also were never like a a crew like the name young lions was more just like 
something to associate with. That's right. like a brand that his parents started. It's like a clothing brand. Yeah. And like a workshop series. <coughs> Sorry. You good? Um, so, yeah, it wasn't like we were out here like doing performances or anything like that. Yeah. We would mostly do videos. And then even then it like wasn't like about like the group necessarily. It was more just about like the concepts or whatever sure. or just like the choreography itself yeah. so um it all happened very quickly and i think by each week and each round we like learned more about how to perform and build stuff for stage and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like not just for like artists but like for yourself and like yeah. do that whole process and like you know compete with the best with the best yeah in that so season. That, i think that's so interesting because like yeah dude season one was stacked with the best you know from the crew side to soloists to duos to yep. uh people and groups from different st- styles and genres of dance it wasn't just like hip-hop and street styles you know it was it was literally all the best from all the you know genres kind of coming to one stage to compete mm-hmm. and um you know I th- i'm pretty sure that everybody that was on that show recognized the talent in that room and you know it's like yo this is like the real deal right now yeah that's why we wanted to do it too mm-hmm. i think we heard that like you know kinders was doing it and like jabba and super crew and like mm-hmm. Keone mari and it was like you know it just adds a like uh vil- what's the word validity validity yeah, yeah to like, that yeah, like yeah, it's they're like, like the oh man, like they're not legit, messing around. It was a yeah, legit like, yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like okay, they agreed to do like they agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, sh- damn. Okay, let's that like yeah. all and like healthy competition too, like mm-hmm. to push each other to like put out their best prod product. Like it wasn't negative at it in any any way. Like yeah, I think yeah. we were all just super proud to see what our friends were creating. To yeah. be honest, and um, for me that was super crazy too because like there I was competing next to people who are like i literally watched on tv <laughs> yeah. like i watched you on abdc yeah like whatever i don't know how many years ago that was on yeah, well, when we did the show 2008 was 2008 it? and we yeah. did the show in 2017 yeah. so like it was like everyone like yeah. super crew you tony tran mike song like yeah. all those people that were on the show hmm. that i was watching right. like that really like kickstart this dancing thing for me at the time mm-hmm um yeah abdc was huge man i think abdc was was bigger obviously world of dance is way bigger in like well i think for what what it what it did for for culture at the time i think well you know we talk about abdc a lot you know is because like i think that was one of the first times that (laughs) <laughs> the whole stereotype of Asians being able to dance of like, Oh, you're Asian. You must be able to dance. Yeah. It's like, it, I, I think it was birth from ABDC. Cause like sure. season one, it was like stacked with For a bunch sure, of dude. Asian crews or people that were like, you know, primarily Asian and, you know, and killing it on this show in, yeah. in, in like this dance crew format. And so <laughs> I think there was like a perfect storm of, you know, because I think so. You think you can dance was already on the air, yeah. Prior to that, but those are all like solo. But that solo was like art. dancers. Like I was dancing at that time, so I watched. So you think you dance, right? So like, and that's why. But I don't think like there's random people. Like we were in middle school, and like my people who don't dance were like yeah. watching, knew who you guys were, watched watched the show. It was also on like MTV, which mm-hmm. is like was like 
not to say cooler, but like it was like more like yeah, yeah. It wasn't as mainstream, so I think people probably thought that it was like yeah, it was just what the the culture needed at the yeah. time without it realizing it, and then Super you know cool. yeah, like the crew aspect, and there's like the camaraderie of a crew to mm-hmm. you know obviously amazing talent and stuff like that, and then it blew up, and you know ABDC had its you know successful run for a while it went, and then. And then, you know, that show introduced me to like Cabo Modern. Right. I only knew Sacramento community. Yeah. To be honest, like and like Super Galactic, which was in San Diego. Yeah. I only really knew that like, OK, like there's dance crews. Like, that's a thing. Like right. older, some older people are in dance crews. It's not just a studio thing. That's yeah. what I thought. Right. And then from there, I saw like Cabo Modern. And then that's like the whole SoCal mm-hmm. dance scene, too. And then now meeting people like from my really good friend um, Bong he's from the east coast he's from new jersey yeah and i think there's a bunch of east coast teams that were like killing it out mm-hmm. on the east coast who mm-hmm. were on the show too mm. um i think i forgot the name of the crew that you guys was it uh iconic the, yeah iconic was jersey. one they're from jersey yeah. but on the first season because yeah. it wasn't jabba and Cobb modern in the finale it was oh like an east versus west yeah right? status quo they're from boston yeah yeah that's uh-huh. i like i've literally now met people from there who like either danced with them before yeah yeah know of them stuff like that so it's like it's crazy to see that like you know these were like legit teams that were just out there yeah and then they came for that now people like kind of create groups to go on these shows right and like kind of like you know like avenger style put put them together and like ship them out to these shows Right, right but at the time it was like they were just doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, there's that opportunity to co. You're 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 hitting something <laughs> very interesting. I think there was definitely this like sort of regional um, pride that was attached to the crews that were yeah. like representing, you know, like Los Angeles, representing Florida, representing Jersey, and like you have these crews that are representing their cities. Yeah. So then I think it created this sort of like root for your home team sort of thing too you know i mean it's just like sports that sports element yeah yeah and i think that was something that was huge and ultimately i personally think that you know um they wanted like an east versus west yeah you know know, at the very end in the finals i think that's what you know where we went up against status quo but like um yeah it's interesting man that it, it it hit on so many levels that um hadn't been done with dance yet yeah and then and then like it exposed it to like mass media but i think a big part of that too was right around that time was when youtube was starting and then yeah. so when i would like I would watch oh no i watched it on tv for sure but mm-hmm. i think i would then go yeah back and watch clips online and all that so i think to with, learn the dances exactly <laughs> yeah every, even like Shaq was learning dances with yeah kid. Dude. it's funny um but the thing is that i think when social media youtube abdc it all was kind of like happening at the same time and then now you can like get on youtube and post your own videos and and then so people started to like remember video responses like you could like watch a video and then like on the underneath the video you could post a direct response to it and yeah. then people could see that like dang that'd be crazy today like people just posting all their like videos right? of them learning the piece now yeah That's it's just crazy. an interesting wave of like again dude it's a all these things happening at, at one same time and, like, and it wasn't planned it wasn't you know what i mean because yeah. they're all separate things essentially and then yeah. you know 
fast forward 10 years later or yeah. you know if youtube wasn't there who knows if abdc would have blown exactly. up as much because it wouldn't have been able yeah. to be viewed again yeah again and, again. and i think that's a, a big part of a lot of um not only dancers but you know a lot of creatives whether it's in music or various forms of art they have their own you know they create their own youtube channels to mm-hmm. essentially be able to have a platform where they can showcase their work and you know i think after that a lot of a lot of dancers and choreographers were becoming their own brands you know what i mean and yeah. like being you know putting out videos on their channels and then getting invited to teach all around the globe at these you know dance camps and all this kind of stuff so um all of that kind of happened at that you know at the rise of like an abdc sort mm-hmm. of movement and then all this stuff blew up over social media you know what i mean it's crazy yeah, sure. so you know after you guys did wad did you feel like um well one what what were some of like your learning points and like takeaways from that and like how do you feel like did that shift like the trajectory of of your dance career or anything like what did you kind of take away from wad I don't think it shifted anything. It brought us a lot closer, for sure. Um, not to say we weren't already close, but I think, like, we got into a really just, like, good flow of, mm-hmm. like, creating. And, like, um, and for the rest of, like, 2017, I feel like we, after the show, we were just riding, riding that. Not even the wave of the show, because the show hadn't aired yet, mm-hmm. but just riding the wave of, like, how we were like working together yeah, and like yeah, building like your stuff. Your guys' vibe as, yeah. a, as a crew, yeah. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. For sure. And like, cause like, like I said before, we were never like fully like a crew. We were just mm-hmm. like friends who danced together right. and did stuff. And then like we, we started doing other, other projects and like, um, just a bunch of different things. We got brought out to do like random, random jobs here and there. And like, um, we did like a music video for JLo mm-hmm. and, in like New York and like mm-hmm. we we did that for a little bit and just like stuff like that and mm-hmm. just like but honestly still just like staying true to who we were and just like hanging out and dancing together it mm-hmm. wasn't like anything it didn't like make a drastic right turn to like we did this all this cool crazy stuff afterwards it was yeah. just like naturally a couple more opportunities to do to do stuff like random projects and stuff like that and and yeah I don't know mm. yeah Dope. It seems like it wasn't that long ago, but I guess it was. Yeah, bro. I, I always feel like it was last year, but it was like two, yeah, like two, now it was years ago, two like, years, wow. almost yeah. three, right? Time is flying, man. Because you guys yeah. would have started like prepping, right? Mm-hmm. And like I know you guys like prepped super far in advance. We did that. well as much as we could, but yeah, yeah. Was, oh yeah, uh-huh. without knowing anything yeah. about the show. <laughs> That's why too. Like we didn't prepare much. Uh-huh. Like we had our we. I think they told us to prepare like the first two two yeah. rounds, right? Yeah. We honestly just had like one, uh-huh. and then like, cause like we just didn't know what what it was, like right, what the right. stage was, uh-huh. what like what it was gonna be like at all. Mm-hmm. Ver- also, not knowing like really putting stuff out, like we knew how to make stuff, sure. but like in that realm of like competition and like yeah. putting stuff out, like. I think that's why, like, our first week, like, ju- the judges' comments were, like, <laughs> just felt a little too, like, nice. Or, like, uh-huh. you needed to, like, have uh-huh. that competition aspect. That was also, like, the um, the storyline they went with us of, like, 
you know, we, didn't, we this is our first time competing. Uh-huh. Like we, we don't know how to do this, that type of thing. <laughs> but uh, part of it was true, I guess. Uh-huh. But, like, we just kind of didn't know what yeah. to expect. And I think that allowed us to then create freely from there mm-hmm. and, like, on the spot. And, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of our stuff we, like, our best stuff comes from, like, when we do, like, work on the spot. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, the jobs we were doing before with, like, music artists. Like, if you work with music artists, a lot of the times you don't have, like, a month in advance to right. re- rehearse. We get that job, and they hit us up, and then you're co- you're on the set two days later, like, mm-hmm. building it there with yeah. the artist. And then things change. The director tells you, like, oh, we, we can't. We don't have this prop anymore, or it's a different set. It's a new song, like, that type of stuff. Yeah. And that's always, like, it's a bunch of creative problem solving. Yeah. And it's all about how you can put that... You know, like Tetris when it comes down uh-huh. and then you like have to change it at the last second. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, shoot, boom. Right. And then you put it in the place over there. Uh-huh. It's all, it's like, it's kind of like that. Man. Yeah. Uh, totally, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, if uh, a show like WAD were to invite you guys back, would you, do you feel like you guys would go back on as Young Lions to compete again? I feel like no. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say we didn't enjoy it, but I think it just like, kind of not in um yeah not in the like interest of what we're sure. what yeah, we're doing right now nothing wrong with it yeah. i i I'd much rather just like create f- mm-hmm. freely and for what for other things and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. um so where you are currently now as a as a teacher i mean i, I see you um traveling teaching all over the place now um is that the um one, is that your focus um, in terms of what you want to do in the long term with dance and like you're already kind of doing it? Mm-hmm. Or is this just uh, one way that you feel like you're growing until you get to some other like level of where you want to be as a, as a dance artist and a creator? Mm. I've been thinking about this question a lot actually recently. Uh, I don't fully know. I think for right now, and I think a part of me is like, yeah, it's cool that you don't know. And a part of me is like, yeah, mm, you should figure that out, I think. But I've, as as of now, I'm doing a lot of teaching and, and choreographing, but I'm still not like, I don't think I'm like 100% satisfied with like where I am artistically, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm still like trying to find flow of what like, still even my own movement too like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a definitely a product of like many inspirations growing up like mm-hmm. i was very fortunate enough to like train with many different people and like take like i've taken a bunch of class mm-hmm. from around like many crazy teachers like yeah, yeah. from and i'm very lucky to do that and i think um that was like always my thing i was like the sponge absorb absorb all this knowledge and stuff from all these great teachers and i think eventually i you know some certain things stick yeah some things fall off and like they don't always like that that was doesn't mash with my yeah. how i like dance necessarily yeah. but um and then finding what my own thing is too i'm still still trying to find that i think i have an idea um uh, and that's kind of what i've been using but i think i'm still learning and exploring what that is Mm -hmm. and how to just like create um purely and do that so i think teaching is still something i 
not still it's like I really enjoy it and that's like what I'm doing right now but I don't know where I think teaching is always um traveling and teaching is definitely in the immediate future is like that's kind of where yeah. I'm at right now yeah. while still doing like I still love dancing and doing um artist stuff and yeah. stuff like that and dancing in like, other people's projects and yeah, stuff. yeah for sure um but I do want to just like slowly get into more choreographing not just like myself dancing, mm-hmm. but like choreographing for other artists and mm-hmm. people and stuff like that. Yeah. And like that's something that interests me a lot. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Teaching will always be there, though. Yeah. That's something yeah. I really enjoy. And I, but I'm still trying to be a better teacher too. Mm-hmm. Like I still, when I'm on these, like I've this summer was crazy. I got to teach at a couple camps that were like, like the class after me was like. Tony's R and mm-hmm. I was like whoa like this is you know when you look at the flyer <laughs> yeah, and then it's yeah. like whoa that's like uh-huh. and you feel some pressure on there for right, me right. as like dang like okay I'm when you look at that flyer it's like there's no not saying like there's like a level of a hierarchy there sure. but there for sure is when I'm looking at it it's like no I, I take his classes yeah, and stuff like yeah. that so like when I'm on these camps it's weird like I'm there when I take class from these people like a lot of times I'm like half taking the class and half like observing how they're teaching oh yeah yeah especially when we're in like other countries and they're like teaching like when English is not the first right. language uh-huh. it's like it's kind of like being in a kitchen and then like you have the head chef there mm-hmm. and then like there's a bunch of other chefs like on the mm-hmm. line right mm-hmm. and you're like they're not as qualified as the head chef yet mm-hmm. but that's the goal right to right. get to that and own their own restaurant or whatever like right. that so like but i'm like learning as i'm going yeah. and i think that's kind of been super cool yeah nervous at times where i'm like dang like i gotta teach after that right. like <laughs> damn he just yeah. like that whole room was like crying right. and then like i gotta go in and teach like something completely different and like Uh but you gotta like know that that hour and a half or whatever is like your time Mm -hmm. and they're there for you Mm -hmm. and like how do you control that room and like create your own environment and whatever and I'm still like I said I'm still learning and trying to yeah yeah like (laughs) I don't know why this kitchen thing but if like I'm this kitchen metaphor but if i have my own menu i'm still perfecting what that is totally and like perfecting the recipe and like how to present that i think that's a great analogy i think because you want to be the best at cooking your best dish yeah versus like well that person made an amazing freaking turkey and all i have is like this spaghetti that i really <laughs> yeah, but i got bomb at that spaghetti you know like, what I, mean? <laughs> I mean like yeah like you don't need to um be able to cook what that other person is great at. Mm-hmm. Like that's why they're known for that, and let yeah. them be great at that. Let me be great at what I'm good at, and I think that's really um, one important to um, recognize the importance of that because, like you said, people are there for you for that 90 minutes or whatever. They're mm-hmm. not hoping like are you gonna beat that last class that i just took they're like i'm I'm here for you i'm I'm here to receive whatever it is that you're going to teach me whatever experience and environment that you're going to create is what i'm here for and so there has to be that kind of level of trust first in yourself and second in in yourself that's and and also in the students that like if you're here i trust that you're here because you want to be here Mm -hmm. you know and and you're you're going to be open and receptive to whatever i give you 
Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. Um, so as a student who's taken a ton of classes and been under the tutelage of all sorts of different types of teachers, and now that you are in a space where you are a teacher yourself, mm-hmm. what do you feel like um, are marks of a good teacher? Um, ooh, good question. Anything that Pat does. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great teacher. Pat's, I agree. Pat's the master teacher. He is a um, master teacher. It's interesting. There's like, there's obviously like technical mm-hmm. sides of it, but there's some people that just can just own a room mm-hmm. and kind of just, um, just talk freely and like can command the room and mm-hmm. like people listen and be like, yeah, okay, I'm in, I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm, I'm down to work and down to get there with you. So I think it's like, there's obviously like the, the stuff of like, all right, know your counts, stuff like that. Like, and then people, some people don't know their counts, but they can still get through the class on like rhythm and, or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, so it doesn't like some people don't count and that doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. So they have other ways to do it and that's what they found. So, um, there's like that technical stuff, but I think it's mostly like making everyone feel everyone in the room feel like they're um they're okay and they're like in it they're like in the journey or in the journey in the like process together Mm -hmm. and that it's like without feeling discouraged Mm -hmm. like just like having that hold on the room is like really good and even if you're teaching like some like really weird and obscure stuff Mm -hmm. and like or technical stuff like what makes pat so great is that his stuff is really hard Mm -hmm. and like un like not necessarily like you know just a two-step here like things that you don't have to explain like Mm -hmm. you like and he doesn't over explain it to where people feel like because if you over explain something and you use too many technical terms or well and you're just saying a lot of words that people like zone out they won't they're just like they're already stressed because the move that they just saw is like what is that right (laughs) and then if you throw like a bunch of like like it's like if you talked like in a different language to them right after they just saw that it's like so he's able to like um and not just pat a lot of people are able to just like make everyone feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and okay and like 
want to try. Right. You have to make them want to try to mm. do the weird and hard stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, you know, especially now, there's, all, there's like, you can take easier classes. Like, there's people who, you know, take, there's so many classes now. It's mm. like, how do you, if that, how do you teach to your movement, mm. I guess? Because, mm -hmm. like, I could teach the same way that so-and-so teaches, but if that doesn't work for my movement, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love how you're breaking it down because there isn't a uh, formula to teach mm -hmm. one way for any type of... Yeah. Uh, there's like a basic formula yeah, of like, all yeah. right, like... And, and <laughs> it's, it's important to um, understand that teaching is a skill in and of itself like yeah. you can be an amazing dancer an amazing mover even a amazing choreographer quote-unquote in terms of like i can make cool dance moves but doesn't necessarily mean you are a good teacher in being able to translate that to the next person who wants to learn that i mean it comes with creating like commanding a room yeah uh like holding attention um, being able to explain verbally without over-explaining, um, making the person want to work for it, making the person feel comfortable, making the and then creating a fun environment. At the end of the day, yeah. if we're not having fun, then what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's honestly like fifty percent about the choreography itself, right? Like, which it was something I had to learn too. Like mm -hmm. growing up, you're just like trying. I'm like I was like trying to make the coolest stuff. Mm -hmm. Like what is or like the hardest or most complicated or something like that, like was really cool. And then like, you want to show that and yeah. you think you want to teach that. And like the best classes usually aren't like the pieces that like, I'm like the most not proud of, but like, it's not like my, the highest level of my stuff yeah. all the times. It's like kind of like a, um, like, um, you know, like music artists have like their singles, like mm -hmm. they, they go on the radio. Sometimes those classes or those pieces play better to, the mass yeah. audience yeah. like when i teach like i taught in india this summer to this was like my biggest class i've ever taught it was mm -hmm. like six to seven hundred people Dang. in india because um, there's so many people in india yeah. Yeah. um so and this was this was the also the workshop that i was talking about earlier with like tony czar yeah. and i was and like melvin was there rie and stuff like that and um and I knew that, like, for at least for my style, there's some songs that, like, people don't know at all that mm -hmm. I choose. And, like, that's kind of, or it's slower, stuff like that. And that's stuff, like, I really enjoy sometimes. But there's also just, like, sometimes you just got to do the feel-good piece mm -hmm. and to um, gain their trust first, I think, yeah. too. That's yeah. kind of what um, Pat told me that a couple, like, a year or two ago. And that always stuck with me. I think it was one of the first times I taught, like, on a, on a piece on not on a piece on a like a workshop with mm -hmm. pat and like for me as like i'm like pat number one student like i, I like mm -hmm. have learned like a bunch taking this class all over mm -hmm. and then like i want to learn something new because i'm there yeah and then he was like i think i gotta go with um uh, privacy by chris brown mm -hmm. which i had learned like twice already yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just like i think it's just like i gotta gain their trust first and then i can do like the the weirder stuff later interesting or like the new yeah, stuff that i'm yeah. trying maybe my new piece that i'm like yeah. like i know this is a hit i know that like i can um just teach this with my eyes closed and mm -hmm. like 
you know perform the crap out of it and mm. just like really give them a good experience mm. and then from there once they kind of you have their trust you can kind of that's like track nine on the album right yeah. like you have like <laughs> you gotta start them slow and then like you know who knows track nine might be like my favorite song off the album right mm -hmm. like that's like whatever it is and that's like the most like deep song and the, like the artist really went into that but like like the people who really appreciate that will get to track nine mm -hmm. but they have to be introduced to it first mm. or introduced to what you do first so there's kind of like there's levels to it not to say that i create for that but like for some for this summer like i created to um rock with you by ashanti mm -hmm. and just like that's like a feel good song yeah. it was like a good summer song and i was like cool like that's like the some the piece i want to have in my rotation this mm -hmm. summer to like kind of just like mm, just have like a good time not yeah. stress people out while still having like like my own movement and like some yeah. cool stuff in there that i really like am excited to teach and to perform but like know that this might um appeal in india mm -hmm. versus like the guy I found on Spotify with like yeah. a thousand plays or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Do you, when you create, um, do you have to, I mean, cause the whole concept of inspiration is something that, uh, I think every artist and every creative yeah. struggles with is like, I need to feel moved or feel like excited in one way or another for me to want to move. Do you, um, need to kind of, feel that every time or can you kind of just create to like whatever you feel like you should create to on the spot um it's, it's, it's different i think i'm more on the i need to really like the music mm -hmm. um i can't i'm not really one to be able to like spit out moves necessarily mm -hmm. that easy but it's also like a skill set that i want to get better at because um you know, for certain work, like with artists yeah, and stuff like that. Connect to the song. Yeah, <laughs> but like cool moves. you got to make cool moves yeah. and that are still recognizably you. Right. And you're not just like throwing like th you're like making moves, but that are like might not be like the most dear to your heart. Right. But like they still need to like come from a genuine place right. of creativity and like otherwise they could have hired anyone for that right. job. Uh -huh. But as far as like my own stuff, I do feel like. I just have to really like the song and really want to dance to the song. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes like the songs you really like aren't, aren't the dance dance songs, sure. right? Yeah. Sometimes they don't work out. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely had that happen or like mm -hmm. I've tried to do it. And it's like either I put too much pressure on the song of like, hmm. Oh man, this song is so good. Right. Yeah. Like my favorite artist is, of all time is Justin Timberlake. It's one of the reasons why I started dancing of like old NSYNC videos and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And um, that one's tough to court. Like I can, I'd want to dance to almost any song on mm -hmm. that he's ever made, but it's, it's hard for me. Yeah. Cause there's that pressure. And then there's also the pressure of like his own choreographer, which mm -hmm. is, which is amazing. Marty mm -hmm. Kudelka, if yeah. you don't know. And um, so like, obviously like I'm not doing like I love you or I'm not doing my love but then even though even those the songs that don't have famous dances to them right yeah. that movement is still in my head of like how Marty would do it mm -hmm. and then plus and then it's like oh the song is so good and means so much to yeah. me like how do I match that yeah 
and stuff like that. So like I only recently did like my first um, piece to one of his songs, and it was like a live, a live version. It was like very different. Oh yeah, Yeah, sick dude. And that was like really scary to me uh, Mm. for a weird, weird reason. But it's like music I love to to listen to and like Mm. just dance to freely. But like I don't know something about setting setting moves to it and like permanent moves that Mm. like are there Mm -hmm. is scary to me i don't know but yeah yeah, it's mostly just music that's always goes back to music when you talk about the the scariness of that is like when you respect um an artist or a piece of work so much that you're like dang i need to do this just yeah not touch it at all Uh, (laughs) yeah 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 I, i definitely feel that um so i guess the other question then is like um you know, when you don't necessarily um, feel inspired to work, mm-hmm. um, but you know you got to work. You yeah. Know, how do you how do you break through those moments? Um, sometimes the pressure just helps. You just do it mm-hmm. because you have to teach in two hours. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. like l- just last week on Thursday, I had to teach at nine thirty p.m. and I had made something. Tried to make something earlier in the week, wasn't happening. Yeah, just wasn't 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 working, um, and um, I had decided, okay, I'm just gonna teach something something older, something mm-hmm. that I haven't taught in in that space before. Yeah, and yeah, like an hour and a half before, I just went over the piece, the older piece. I like mm-hmm. went over it, played the music, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I remember it all, mm-hmm. and then I like just threw on the other song just to see what happens, and it it spewed it spewed out so hmm. uh that was like the pressure of like knowing that i did have the teach the class but i had but i had the the safety of the backup piece right. in my <laughs> in my back pocket yeah um so that that may have helped but um i don't know i think it is just taking a break i've been into well obviously there's the like you know do something else like go see a yeah. movie yeah 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 go eat like i'm i'm big like food person maybe that's why i did the food analogy like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love going to like find new new spots and all that stuff and watching food shows and finding that um but and like watching movies just get away from it Mm -hmm. but recently i've been trying to just dance with other people Mm -hmm. um like have other people in the room yeah like while i choreograph Mm -hmm. um that's something that like we did with ian a lot Mm -hmm. um of just he would be choreographing and then we'd kind of be in the room not necessarily like assisting like choreographing with him like it wasn't like a collaboration yeah 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 but we were just honestly there hanging out and yeah. like kind of bouncing ideas right and it's always like good to get another eye, set of eyes on yeah. it too that's so you're not so in your head for sure about it so i've been playing around with that this is like a more like communal thing mm-hmm. um so that's that's been helping out too but mm. sometimes there's just like that thursday night like i was just by myself and that just it just happened so yeah yeah Interesting. Yeah, I, I love hearing about different people's uh, creative processes because, um, like, I personally, well, I don't know. I've never really tried the whole creating with other people in the room because mm-hmm. there's like this level of. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, maybe it's just my personal like preference, but like, you know, I one I have like a very specific way of. 
um, creating mm-hmm. and like maybe for myself I'm so used to that that yeah. like I don't want to change that but then sometimes like maybe what you exactly what you need is to change it because sometimes you know you get you hit your blocks and like you're like yeah. you're like all right I think I'm tapped out for the day but maybe if I had you know changed up my environment and put you know at least like another person in yeah there, maybe if you I open that been, door yeah that, that yeah. leads to a different i think that's cool man even path. for myself like you're you're because charlie was telling me the same thing he's like dude i would highly recommend creating with somebody in the room because that mm. helps you yeah maybe it's the whole just not being in your head so much about a yeah move, dude. you know what i mean and, i have really like i i struggle with starting pieces uh-huh. a lot um i don't know why it's just something like yeah picking that first move yep. to like that's it like yeah. and then going from there like once i get flowing i can kind of get into it but yeah. like starting takes forever for me mm. so sometimes it's just like you know you just start to and if you have other people you don't want to waste their time yeah. right so yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. start and to go from, and go yeah. from there yeah, yeah that's um, good yeah i don't know that's what's up man um so now that you are kind of uh you know in your flow of the the teaching space and and all that do you have a um, like a long term? I know you say you're still trying to figure that out in terms of like the long yeah. play and all this. Um, what would you say though is something that you know for sure is uh, something that you'd want to experience at least as a as a dancer, choreographer, <laughs> creator? Um, let's see. I think as a dancer. I do think I want to go on a a tour of some mm. sort, which is like I don't know something I like have kind of wanted to do, but kind of didn't want to do. A lot of my friends have been doing it, yeah. and like I've like they're and then they're gone for like so I don't see them for like you know a year and a half that mm-hmm. type of thing, yeah. and it's like weird, but it's like something that like. I think I do want to experience it. Like, I mm-hmm. do love still performing and dancing. But yeah. it's like, again, I'm weird. Like, if I don't love the music, I don't know if I can do the same thing every night. Yeah. The same choreography every uh-huh. night and to, like, songs I don't, like, really, <laughs> really mess with. Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's not always... You, get, you don't get to pick the tour you get right. you go on all the time. Right. You Sometimes you get lucky and whatever. That yeah. just falls however the stars align. That's where you're at. Yeah. But um, it is something I would like to experience, I think. Word. But I don't know if it needs to happen soon, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked to Sean Evaristo about this. He he did the Justin Bieber tour yeah. um, when he was, I think, 28. And... Um, that was something that for him he said that he needed to experience for himself and then from there make a decision of like what he thought about that yeah and if that yeah. was like where, what he wanted to do and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um yeah so i think i won't know if that is something i, I really really enjoy until i i do it like yeah. i've done like small like spot date stuff but yeah. never like the tour bus like right you're in one city one day yeah. and then the next night you have a day off and then the next night you have a show that type yeah. of thing or two shows in a row so that is something i want to experience mm. somewhere down the line maybe mm-hmm. and um because even from touring then you can still like teach while you're on tour sure, like yeah, a bunch of totally. people do that mm-hmm. like the first time i took like a lyle class he was in sacramento with usher mm-hmm. and he just taught a workshop there mm. uh, for press play mm. and it was yeah super dope so mm. that's something like 
again like going back to like i always knew that that was like an option mm-hmm. of like that um so and then as far as choreographing like um like i got to choreograph like my first kind of like tour with a f- homie last year for an artist named super duper kyle mm-hmm. and there was like two girls he had two girls he's a rapper but mm-hmm. he has like two girl dancers and they had like uh five-ish five or six numbers and mm-hmm. we like choreographed that for them and mm-hmm. like just seeing how like that whole side of like production works and like the stage and like all the other factors really interest me mm-hmm. to where like it is not necessarily like you are the choreographer but the moves are like half your job yeah like, the actual eight counts of steps is like so not to say it's not important, but it is just a, one slice of the, the yeah. pizza or the pie. Like mm-hmm. you, there's other things you have to think about. Like, and that's kind of, and that def, definitely interests me. Other than mm-hmm. just like choreographing, yeah. Because I think it's it is a different skill set, but it is like I do enjoy f- like flexing both of those muscles. Yeah. As as it is like creating for me, I think I know that like I know there's way better dancers than me, and if but if I can you know give them some moves and choreography like that kind of is like a cool thing mm. like that's something i'm interested in for sure mm. like seeing my choreography executed by other people yeah so Still. Yeah. how do you define success success um mm, oh, i think success for me is something obviously i'm trying to reach but i think it is when I look at people who are pretty, like, content with their life, I think that, or not content, just, like, really happy and passionate about what they're doing, I think that is the most successful you can be. Even if they're not, like, no, not, like, to say they're satisfied and they're not doing any, like, they're not pushing anything Mm -hmm. forward, but I think if they're, like, everything they do brings them, like, brings them joy Mm -hmm. as Marie Kondo says or like (laughs) everything they do like has like a a reason and like that's what they're doing like you can ask them like oh why'd you do that oh because blah 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 blah, right and then that is kind of I would say the most for success that's kind of where I want to get to I think where like everything I'm doing is like makes me happy and like yeah Yeah. (laughs) that really isn't brings joy to my life I guess yeah so I think, I think that is all while being um, financially stable. Of course, like it sure. is weird. Like people say, money doesn't define success, mm-hmm. but you do need money to do the things you want to do. Yeah. in a sense. So it yeah. is a weird thing. It's like it doesn't totally define it, but there is a level of like comfortability. Yeah, like that you do need to say at least for sure. myself maybe yeah. some people don't you gotta so eat I think, man yeah and like i like eating eat. good food so yeah. like i'm trying to eat same <laughs> at good at good places yeah um same yeah it's That's like once up. you try something you can't like you can't not yeah keep trying hear you. keep going for that that type of thing so yeah. that's where i'm trying to be at i love it really it. goes back to food i guess Maybe it's like, <laughs> we keep talking about success food. is lunch, eating good food. Lunchtime, dude. It's yeah. lunchtime. That's why we're talking about food. Um, we're going to do a lightning round, man. I'm going to fire off some questions. You guys come Dude. off top. Okay. Three, two, one. What is your favorite food? Ooh, uh, Japanese. All. <laughs> All Japanese. Yeah. Food. Nice. Uh, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh. Uh, All time. 
dang I really like this movie Social Network Social the, great the film. movie about Facebook I yeah. think it's really done great uh, film. done well yeah. uh, David Fincher and yep. yeah yep. it's really good but yep. this year Endgame I just saw oh, Joker. Yeah. You see Joker? I saw Joker. That's a, that's amazing this year too for yeah. sure. I think that's my film of the year right now. That's a different Joker. podcast. Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's whole hour long podcast. Sure. Uh, favorite artist of all time? Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. All right. Um, when you're not dancing, what are you doing? Um, I play a lot of Super Smash Bros. Nice. And then uh, I said the other ones, movies and. Movies and food? and food, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Mm. I really like watching the the superhero TV shows that like aren't super great. <laughs> like what? The CW ones, like, uh, like Flash, Flash and like Arrow. <laughs> they're good. They're not like Marvel level movie yeah, cinema, yeah. right? They're basically like twenty four episode season long soap operas with yeah. superheroes in them. <laughs> But I really, I like watch Lord. all of them and like they're all connected and like, yeah. that's so, yeah. I'm that's pretty that. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> huh? I dig that. Uh, yeah, they're on the CW. That's like soap opera for sure. Yeah. There's like some episodes it's where like it's just Dawson's like, Creek. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? just like relationship drama and yeah, superhero man. costumes. <laughs> uh, what is your hidden talent? Ooh. Um. I don't know. Fuck. Doesn't have to be amazing. It's just something that maybe people, something that you can do that people just wouldn't know that you can do. Or you're good at something. Mm. Or, yeah. I played soccer for like, I didn't talk about this at all, but I played soccer for as long as I was dancing up until high school. Holy crap. See, I didn't know that. Actually, before, probably like, you know, when you start sports really little, I was probably playing like six to like. 17 yeah that type of thing would you say you're as good at soccer as you are at dancing um no then i would have picked soccer (laughs) (laughs) oh you would have picked soccer if i was good probably if i was if like i wasn't good at dancing Uh and like well actually i enjoyed dancing way more okay like they got to a point where i was like not trying to run as much for (laughs) got you for that type of stuff uh, and like be outside to play soccer but yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Okay, for sure. Soccer. All right, <laughs> I just learned something. Um, dream collab. Dream collab. Whoa. Dang, off the top. Maybe like Jillian. Jillian Ooh, Myers. Okay, let's go. Let's make that one happen. That's like a please. dream that like. I don't know what will ever happen, but I th- like I could have said other ones that like might happen or like I'd like to think hey, might happen, dream but who knows? Yeah, that's dream. like Let's shoot maybe, for the, maybe stars. the dream of like that. Yeah. You hear that, Jilly? <laughs> I know you listen to this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that one happen. Um, outside of collab, a dream opportunity, something that you would just love the opportunity to do or experience. Um... I'd like to live in Japan for like an extended amount of time. I don't know. That's not like an opportunity. I think that's more like a no, I, I just make that decision. That but, is uh, a great opportunity. Yeah, that is something I would okay. like want to experience. I think. I don't know. Live somewhere. in Japan. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Life. Yeah. Uh, what is your worst fear? Um, like, I think like family, like passing away, that mm. type of thing. Mm. 
it's an inevitable fear but sure. it makes yeah i don't like thinking about it's it a scary for sure. thought, yeah. yeah less of more of what would you want to see less of in the world and also more of in the world um i'd want to see less of like ooh, i think less of like just like random like not just dance videos but just like songs or like things that like not less of i think i think i want people maybe this is a more okay (laughs) (laughs) i want like more appreciation for like projects for extended amount of time you know Mm. how like an album would come out and then like you'd listen to that album for oh yeah the next year yep until next album came out right now like an album comes out and it's like a week yeah you, you get a few spins for a and week, you're, you're over it right yeah. and then and then you're listening to like three of those songs on the album right right and then like that maybe like less songs on albums <laughs> less songs on <laughs> albums okay you know how okay. chris brown has like 50 songs on yeah album? yeah <laughs> yeah and then he just released like a like a deluxe edition uh-huh. with 10 more songs Holy on crap. the 40 song album already yeah and like it's crazy <laughs> yeah like how are you supposed to listen to all that yeah and so like more really like focused it. attention on like good quality work even yeah. if it's not like a whole bunch i think of it's it. great that we can post anything whenever right. yeah. and like people like the, as using that as like a tool of inspiration or like or a way of like even just you know seeing how th- people react to certain things yeah like if you're testing stuff out like i don't know i think you know, there's like so many tv show pilots that no one ever sees yeah right and like it's probably for a good reason most of the time right or like i don't know like if or like if we just post if people just aired those tv pilots and then they never like had a next episode mm-hmm. like there's just a lot of like uncompleted mm. stuff Mm-hmm. out there i think and um not to say that everything has to you know be just have a full storyline sure. or whatever but just like there's a lot of just like incomplete thoughts that go out mm-hmm. through like twitter or whatever yeah stuff like that that like don't necessarily have a a full meaning gotcha. i don't know i'm like really weird at like like typing captions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. some people are really good at it Mm -hmm. but like for me like if i am like typing something out i like really need to like think about what i'm posting or Mm -hmm. like what what that is and putting that out there Mm. i don't know even as something simple as like a birthday post Mm -hmm. i think like (laughs) like i like when i post something for someone's birthday sometimes it is just a happy birthday but if it's like one of my really good friends i'm like trying to like sit there and like yeah piece together what that mm-hmm. means to me i don't know maybe that yeah well it seems like you like to put a lot of intentionality into everything that i think you i do maybe that's out. that's yeah. like my first move of my piece like i can't like just right it's weird it's hard for me to it's your opening put out statement there. yeah yeah okay it is. so more of uh <laughs> like well thought out packaged things and less incomplete thoughts <laughs> yeah maybe Ish. like end game isn't great because 
they didn't think of the 22 movies before. Right, like, right. They didn't just throw that out. Totally. More end games, less like Justice League movies. Got you. Dang. Right? Marvel versus DC. Not to say that, though. Because, like, I think they found it now. Like, Joker's great. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, what else was there? Wonder Woman, Shazam. Yeah, yeah I love Shazam. Like, right? Those but those are complete thought, right. thought movies, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, stand alone, necessarily, mm-hmm. versus, like, trying to do that. I don't Got know. you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what is your golden rule, your life mantra? Um I think it's if you it's like oh, this is boring, but if you want something like kind of go go get it. I think um and I say that like growing up like if I wanted to take someone's class, I would go. Mm-hmm. No matter, or I would try my hardest to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time where I was like at Disneyland with my f- family in Anaheim, right? And um, we were at the park, and I saw that Pat was teaching at Quest Learning Center mm-hmm. down there in Orange County, and I didn't even have like dance clothes, and I just like rolled up there in jeans. <laughs> and, like, so you left asked, Disneyland. Asked my parents to like take me. We were there the whole day at Disneyland. Yeah, it was like you know. Could have, we were just gonna go home to the hotel or something. I yeah. just like made that made that move. That's what's up. And that class was actually one of the f- the first time I like. <laughs> not to say that this is like the goal, but like I I danced with like the last group of uh-huh. people in that yeah, class, yeah, yeah. and like that was like a group of like a lot of people. Like Mike Fell, Sora was in that group. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know, like a bunch of people that like I wasn't expecting. Like I had yeah. been taking Pat's class, but it was like that was like a, not like a big moment, but like for sure, like I was like, dang, yeah. I, this was worth me going to for right, sure. Right. Um, so like just going out and getting that. Like if you want to teach somewhere, like go ask to teach there. Mm-hmm. I think like um, my greatest, not greatest, but like a lot of my favorite experiences have been from me like putting it not even just putting it out in the universe like trying to get get Mm, it yeah like being vocal Mm -hmm. about what you want like i used to like i always wanted to go to japan and i was like my i want to get to japan but i don't want to get there i want to wait till someone flies me out Mm -hmm. and someone like hires me out there to do a job Mm -hmm. right and i was like i'm not gonna go until that happens Mm -hmm. and then eventually I just bought a flight and went there <laughs> for vacation. Yeah. Or it was like half. It was I was like invited to perform at something, but you had to they weren't paying for travel expenses yeah. or or hotel or anything like that. And I was like Okay, mm-hmm. let, let's just do it. And then that was the greatest that mm-hmm. was the greatest time for sure. It was like one of my favorite places in the world and like stuff like that. So just like and then from there, even as simple as like, hey, I want to teach at the Kinja's Dojo. Like, mm-hmm. let me hit them up. It's yeah. just like trying to go get that. Yeah. And I think I've been trying to get back to that more of that mentality more now. Because mm. as you get older, it's it's scarier to do yeah. that. Or like when you get more, quote unquote, established in what you're doing, it feels weird to like go back and reach yeah. out for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you're like. But then you can't just sit there and feel entitled mm-hmm. to get to get things, and then you're waiting, and then you're waiting, and then things are being 
passed on to other people. Yeah. Like you see, there's so many people doing kind of what we're doing. It's really easy for your um, job application to be like passed underneath mm-hmm. all the papers, right? Shuffled under like mm-hmm. if there's a messy desk and there's 50 applications on there of dancers, it's gonna it's harder. Like put that put your paper on the top. Like mm. email them, Instagram them bold letters on the in the, in the <laughs> subject title yeah like want to teach at yeah. this place and like try to do that be persistent i think i like that but like the because like when when people first moved out well not people when well not people have always been moving to la but i think when like the dancing or the teaching international teaching thing was like new mm-hmm. i think like i'm pretty sure all all those guys were like hustling yeah like sean i talked to sean and when he was um when he first moved out here, oh, you probably know this. Yeah. When he was first teaching at Millennium. Yeah, we were roommates. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made t-shirts yep. that had his class yep. time on the back of yep. his shirt. It said, <laughs> Sean, whatever, 3.30 p.m. Yeah, Tuesdays at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> and he would wear that t-shirt and yep. give that out. And that's like, that hustle is like, there's still people hustling out there, but I think that is like, I'm trying to get back to mm. that. Mm-hmm. And like, that youthfulness of like just trying to get things and go go yeah. take that class that's like an hour away like mm-hmm. if you have the opportunities that's what i always tell students when they come ask me especially when i teach like back home in sacramento mm-hmm. and there i'm like you live an hour and a half away from san francisco like if you can make that drive and take that class yeah that's how they're going to bring out people yeah or like that's how those people are going to keep coming back because if you keep putting in the effort Mm-hmm. And then showing showing up like yeah. the reason why I'm here today, honestly, even here, literally at the Kinder's Dojo, is because I was just a student in Anthony Lee's class, a mm-hmm. student in these classes, and I would just keep showing up and being an annoying, <laughs> <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. not too annoying because yeah. then you're that annoying yeah. person who like half tact, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like I was just always there like i was always took ian's class and i always showed that i wanted to be there right and then that led to where so many crazy things too and like i had no prior relationship to pat and then just me going out from sacramento and yeah taking that and then people were like oh where you, you came from sacramento oh dang like they that's like people remember that yeah like, when people come take my class and they say they're from wherever or like they just, they're just they're visiting la even dojo like a lot of people when they visit la don't come don't stay where dojo is yeah. right now like we're kind of in our own area around yep. here so like i always thank people who come like drive or take ubers like, yeah. like an hour away to yeah. come take class here in For traffic sure. like it just that effort is reciprocated when the choreographer knows that or the teacher knows that mm. like, they're gonna put out their best effort if they know that the people in the class are like willing wanting to get that I yeah think that back to the golden rule i think that applies in everything pretty yeah. much i love it so go get what you want and be intentional about the things you want yeah yeah it's good it's good stuff uh trev man thanks for coming through and and uh sharing man and thank and you man it up. the funny thing about this uh the past couple <coughs> episodes we've had we did charlie and i did a um a live 
like we hopped oh, on our questions right? yeah, yeah yeah and some like a few people have requested to have you on as a guest and i don't know if well, you heard but I, I i called you out i was like what's up Chad? when are you gonna hop on the podcast so <laughs> dude that's here crazy. you are i man. love podcasts man yeah that's what's up i just yeah it's just crazy sitting here next in front of you too like Word. i said like the from abdc to yeah. wad like i would um rip the audio from like Jabberwockies, ABDC, ABDC, Cabo Modern, like those mixes. <laughs> yeah. The District 78. Yeah. Minute long mixes. Yeah, yeah. I would rip certain audio pieces because, you know, there'd be like the song and then it'd be like the weird yeah, like, yeah, yeah. techno the beat. Breakdown, the breakdown yeah. part that wasn't a part of the song. Yeah. I would like rip those parts from download that and then like put it into like my like freaking talent show that's mix so tight and do a solo <laughs> and like be cutting together stuff and yeah like frankensteining this piece of music together yeah. and using that type of stuff so that's I'm dope getting, man yeah. i mean that's what i love about our 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 community dude and uh you know like that was over 10 years ago and and mm -hmm. here we are now like in the same space you know teaching at you know the same studio yeah, and 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 like you are in the generation now that's like grinding and pushing and mm -hmm. and you have a whole other generation of kids that below are below now, right yeah. and, and that's the great thing and there's like this you know this sort of like passing the torch not to say that you know we're over here retiring but it's like i i love the fact that and I'm not saying that Kinjas is the only one that, that is doing this, but with Kinjas and there are so many generations, even within Kinjas, you know, people who, um, you know, are, are fully in the dance game still and people who once upon a time were heavy in the dance game, but have like transitioned yeah. into other things. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about, you know, yeah, sure, life as a whole, but especially within our dance community and the fact that we're still very much rooted in the life of our community and this culture yeah. and to expand it and to create opportunities mm -hmm. create platforms back yeah the, yeah the people who are quote-unquote next right right like, like i said i'm a product of my inspirations and mentors and teachers even the people who i don't like personally have a personal relationship with and um i like really hope to be that to the younger kids for sure even if they're way better than me and yeah. crazier like i hope to just give them something that they can latch on to yeah like and i think even just hearing you talk about your golden rule of, of uh go get what you want and being intentional like um i gotta give you props man i mean because that's what you're doing and i think you know the reason why i i ask about these like golden rules and all these things is it helps you kind of almost solidify for yourself like what your mission statement is like that's like at the core of yeah i function from that place like mm -hmm. everything that i do comes from that and i think it's important for everyone to kind of know what that golden rule for themselves is yeah. and and as you explain yours i'm like oh yeah that is where how i see this guy and that's how you move and, and mm. i think that's gonna get you um where you want to go and and i think it's there's there's obviously a combination of being intentional and that's important but then um having the the talent to back it up having the skills because of the work that you put in behind yeah. closed doors the hours that no one else sees you putting in that that you do in secret 
um, and and you bring all that to the table with uh, integrity, being a good dude, being personable, having tact. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And and a combination of all that, like it's limitless where you can go because you know you'll get yourself to the places that you find important for yourself to be in. And um, so want to give you love and, and shout you out for, you, man. for all that you're doing bro and i'm stoked to see what what's next and and i think that's also cool is that the the question mark of what's next is it's it's like in some sense scary but i think it's also because it's scary it's also exciting yeah. because you're like it's not written for you you'll, yeah. you'll you'll kind of you'll you'll keep going your path and opportunities will come up whether it's a tour or whether it's an opportunity to choreograph for an artist or what what maybe something that you're not even thinking about yeah. like the, anything can pop up and this that, dance this dance thing is so open-ended yeah. and still new even though it's like people have been doing it now for a long time it's still very new yeah like I don't think three years ago you probably would have thought you were doing a podcast or something like Not that. Not at all. Right? Not like, even a year ago. Well, yeah, it's been a year. It's so. been a year. Oh, but but dude, prior congrats. to that, though, we started, yeah, we started in August, but like straight up in June of last year, I wasn't even thinking of doing a podcast. We, <laughs> we, we, we Me, Charlie, and Mike, we had a conversation like over lunch, yeah. and like a month later, we're like, shoot not even i think we, like later that week we're like let's just record one episode and see what happens yeah. and then we've been going strong ever since so yeah man the opportunities you just gotta say yes mm-hmm. and walk through these doors and then once you walk in through a door you just see the the house that you walked into be like shoot i didn't even know there's this room over here yeah. you know let's see, let's go see what's behind that door and there's a backyard out that backyard, another door exactly <laughs> hop over the wall go into the, the next fence. person's yard yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, the the possibilities are, are endless, man. So props to you, man. And, and I look forward to seeing um, your future, man. I know it's bright and it's going to be exciting to appreciate to, it, man. To walk thank you for having you that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, we have a bunch more before this. Lots yes. of cool people that sit on this couch really telling cool stories. People. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's great. Uh, every story is unique. Um, every experience is valuable. So hopefully this is adding value to your lives. And if it is, all we ask that you do is share it. Um, tag us. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Kinja's Podcast. Cast with a K. The show notes, everything that we talk about on the show, uh, whether it's a performance, a video, a book, a website, or whatever, um, we put all that stuff in the show notes. Then that's going to be on kinjas.com slash podcast. And um, if this is dope, get on your podcast apps, leave us that five-star rating, write us a review. We read through every single one of those reviews, and you guys are writing some really, really good ones. Keep DMing. I always read Graham. I love listening to or reading what you guys are learning. Um, all that stuff's really, really dope. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace out. Peace. Peace.